Well, hey there, friends, and welcome to Betterology, the show all about helping you think better, do better, and be better in your business, family, and faith, and get happier, healthier, and wealthier along the way. I'm Philip Gonzalez, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. Whether you're here live or whether you're here later, I think that what we're going to explore today could absolutely change your life in business and relationships. Now, to be fair, I have a tendency to say that about a few things. And that's because I believe that part of the point of life is growth. And that the more we're finding ways to grow and different strategies to help us do that, different truths that empower us to do that, the better off our life will become, more successful our business and companies will be. And overall, it's better for everyone. That said, what we're going to explore today is this one thing. And I believe understanding this one thing can make a world of difference in your business and relationships. And this topic is what I call the four seasons of business growth. Now, before we get into this, I want to encourage you to think about everything in life as a season. Because here's what I found out. When we believe that things will last forever, we open ourselves up to disappointment when they don't. Now, that's not to be a pessimist. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, you know, have hope and, you know, look forward to good things to come. But we need to acknowledge that all things in life are ultimately a season and every season ultimately changes and ends. And so when we begin to accept that, two things happen. Number one, we be a, uh, we be able, we enable ourselves to more fully embrace and enjoy the season while it's here. And number two, accepting that all things in life are seasons helps us deal with the changes in a more way. It helps us grieve with a little less intensity. It helps us have a little less anxiety, perhaps. Maybe not a lot, but at least a little, when you simply accept that things will change and you choose to enjoy what you have while you have it. Now, again, not to be fatalistic, but I want to be realistic so that we can live our best life and think better, do better, and be better, (laughs) and together build a better world. All right, that said, let me dive into the content. And I love teaching this because I think it's so powerful for business owners in particular for company leaders, for sure, but even for people who aren't necessarily involved in business at all. And I'll get to that in a minute after we go through the main section. All right, the four seasons of business growth. Here is the, here's the first big idea to consider and ask yourself, do you want your business to grow? Do you? Because to be honest, a lot of the people that I come to, uh, to chat with, maybe they come to me to be potential clients, or maybe I go to them because we've met at a social event or something. Many of the people that I speak with who are in business, especially entrepreneurs and people who are maybe just starting out, once you start asking some real deep questions, which is what I do with people, we realize they actually don't want their business to grow. Many people approach business as what I call a money-making hobby. And let me be clear that money-making hobbies are a great thing. Nothing wrong with that. But the answer to this question, do you want your business to grow, is not the same thing for all people. And it's important that we're honest about what we really want when it comes to our business, our career, or other things. So the first question to ask, if you want to make, ask, do you want your business to grow? Because if you don't, then the way you approach it will be different. Nothing wrong with that. 
but just be aware of that. But for purposes of our talk today, we are going to assume that yes, if you're in business for yourself, or if you're the leader of a company, even if you're committed to any great enterprise, you want it to grow. And if that's the case, then here's the big idea that we're going to be working from. The better you handle the seasons, the more you'll be able to grow. We talked about seasons just a moment ago, and when they come and go in business, the better you handle them, the more you'll be able to grow, which leads us to this idea that seasons aren't just stages, they're also steps in a cycle. And that's the cycle that I want to explore with you right now. So if you're a note taker, uh, you'd like to draw diagrams like I do, by all means, get a notepad or something. If you're listening to this on the audio version, sorry, you can't see it, go check out the video on YouTube or Facebook, and you can see it that way. All right, here is the cool diagram to start with. All right, let me invite you to consider four seasons. The first season of business growth is the season of focus. And we could compare this to the season of winter in this cool little diagram here. Focus is all about just what it sounds like. You are focusing on one or two, maybe three, if you're really ambitious. You're focusing on a small set of things that you want to grow. And the thing about the focus season is that just like winter, there's usually not a lot of growth you can see on the outside. The leaves on the tree aren't there. There's no fruit, there's no blossom, there's no bloom. And sometimes people can get uh, discouraged because they wanted to start a business or they wanted to take their company in a new direction or unlock a new market or start a new brand. And they're discouraged because they're putting in a lot of effort, which we'll get to in a minute and I have a different graph for that. And they're not seeing a lot of results. So maybe for you, when you look at your company, right? maybe you have some team members, maybe you have some, some sales and some consistency, but you don't see a lot of the growth that you really wish you did. Well, it very well could be that you're doing some things wrong, but it also could be simply that this is a season where your greatest goal should not be to get fruit that's showable on the outside, showable, but rather your greater goal should be to focus on the things that are going to get you the best long-term results. That's the season of focus. The second season is the focus, uh, I'm sorry, is the season of margin. And just like in springtime, this is where you see things begin to grow. And if you think about margin in terms of profit, the goal of the margin season is to get as much profit and as much cash as quickly as possible so you build up your war chest for your next big move, your next big shift, your next big push, which of course is going to be the season of scale, which we'll see in a moment. But here's the thing. The season of focus is all about diligence. The season of margin is all about decisions. And decisions are key here because you will have to make some hard decisions. You're going to have to say, in many cases, I really would like to do this one thing, but that won't generate the cash flow that we need to do this other thing. And I work with a lot of people sometimes, uh, and I'm one of them myself, who want to help others who maybe are, are not as financially fortunate or don't have the means. If you get into things like services or coaching or consulting, you get into areas like that, man, if you're anything like me, Maybe you have a heart to help people who are struggling. You want to save the day. You want to help them fix things. But look, if you're in the season of margin, the goal is to build up a war chest so you can help those people in the long term in a sustainable way. What the last thing you want to do is go trying to find lost causes to help or people who are struggling to save because they can't afford to give you the revenue that you'll need 
to make sure that your business, your company, your ministry, your organization, your enterprise, to make sure that you're sustainable for the long term. The second season is margin, and it's all about decisions. The third season is what we could call the season of scale. And I'm trying to move my uh, little uh, thing around here. See if I can get my screen to look proper. Ah, what are you doing? I didn't want to see my face. Stand by. There we go. Switch back. All right, there we go. And can I move myself over? Nope. All right, well, just trust me. It says scale. I don't know why it's not showing, but it is there. All right, the season of scale, we could compare to the season of summer. And summer is all about things just rapidly expanding. It's not the fresh buds of spring. Rather, it's the continued growth of summer. Now, here's the thing about summer. In summer, you're going to sweat. In summer, you're going to have a little more uh, more heat going on. And we'll cover that in just a moment with a different diagram. But when you understand the scale season, you'll be able to take the growth of margin. And now you can begin to apply it to wider markets, to different problems. And you can do things like that. Which leads us then finally to sustainability, the fourth season of business growth. And sustainability is exactly what it sounds like. We can compare this to autumn, harvest season. Listen, if you started a business or if you joined an enterprise as the CEO or in some sort of leadership, you didn't do it so that you could work 60, 70, 80, 90 hour weeks for the fun of it. You started it or you joined it so that you could have a harvest one day of more freedom, of more financial independence, of more enjoyment. And that's the season of sustainability. And you can achieve that if you successfully navigated the first three seasons of business growth. So that's what it looks like when we look at the seasons in terms of a cycle. And the thing to remember too is after the cycle completes, healthy growing organizations will continue and go back into the cycle. After you've set up one div or one area or one market of your company to be sustainable, well, then it's not time to sit back and do nothing. Certainly enjoy, take a break, enjoy your leisure for a little bit, but it's time to focus and grow and expand so that you can reach more people, reach more markets, do greater good. Four seasons of business growth. Now, let's look at it uh, in a different way. I call this what to expect when you're expecting <laughs> a business. Are you familiar with that book? What to expect when you're expecting? Uh, talks about parenting, talks about children and families. Well, what about if you're expecting a business? Well, that's what I want to show you this next graph. If you consider the four seasons in a linear sense, it kind of looks like this. Notice we've got two lines on this graph here. The first line is the red line of effort. And the second line is the gold line of profit. If you've ever been in business for yourself, if you've ever joined a struggling company and you're trying to bring it back to profitability, you have seen this for yourself. There is high effort in the season of focus and there's very low profit. And the problem with that is, like I said earlier, many people get discouraged because they're putting in all this work and all this time, maybe even all this money to build something and they're not seeing a lot of results. And maybe that's you right now. Maybe you're concerned that all the hours and the labor you're spending don't seem to be paying off. Well, as long as you're taking steps in the right direction and you're following a healthy strategy, the good news is this is only a season and you will be able to see that season change for the better. So the season of focus, you have high effort and low profit. The season of margin, you'll notice the goal 
is to see your effort start to actually come down as your profit margins go up. Now, obviously, you've still got a lot of a uh, lot of work going happening here, but it should start to come down because you've already done the work to start saying no to some things, so you can say yes to the best things. And here's your margin season: your profit goes up, your labor goes down. When you get to scale things reverse. And if you've been in a scaling season, you know this is to the, uh, the case. Your profit goes down because you start spending money and your effort goes up because you're back in spending time and effort trying to figure out the best ways to scale your company, to expand the good you're able to do, the markets you're able to reach and serve. Now, the good news is there are ways to lower the amount of effort and actually increase the amount of profit that you get in the scale season, but that usually comes when you hire someone who is qualified to bring you the right strategies, to show you the right tools. There's certainly shortcuts you can take by learning from people that have done it before or have the right information. Uh, But by and large, you're going to see more effort and less profit. But the goal, of course, is to get to the season of sustainability. And I think my base is covering this right here, but the goal here is this is time. The uh, the x-axis here is time. And the goal then is that over time, your effort starts to go way down because you have systems in place, you have a team in place, you have the right strategies in place, and overall your profit goes up because you're finding more and more ways to be efficient and effective in the work you do. So these are ways that we could explore what to expect when you're expecting a business. And I actually just remembered I had I had this whole thing where I highlight each one, right? Look at that. Love it. But mind is that when you understand And this one thing, it really makes a world of difference. And here's the one thing you understand. Different seasons need different strategies. If you're in the middle of a season of focus, when you should be figuring out your ideal product market fit, figuring out the best solution you can bring, if you're in the season of focus and you're trying to approach it like a season of scale, you're not going to get results. I'll speak from personal experience. The number of times that I have stalled in my own business growth because I was operating as if I was in a season of scale. I was looking at software programs, looking at automation platforms, looking at you know different ways to hire team members, but I wasn't there. I was in I was in a focus season and I was acting like I was in a scale season and it did not produce the results. Same thing if you're in a, a margin season and you're still trying to figure out what you want to do. When in reality, you should have already known, like, this is a good horse, bet on this horse, ride this horse, and then you can look at other decisions later on down the road. Or sustainability. If you approach a sustainability season and you're in the season of margin, then you're going to kill yourself because you're, you're trying to figure out a bunch of things when you really should be focusing on the few things that will be self sustaining over the long term. Different seasons need different strategies. And when you understand this one thing, it will make a world of difference in your business. But here's the thing. Not everyone is in business. Some people have a different season, a different story. So I wanted to explore this big idea from the perspective, how does this apply to relationships? Can we apply it? Because as you know, I'm all about helping people grow in their business, family, and faith. So uh, let's look at the season of focus. When you first start a relationship with someone, whether you just met them as a colleague, whether you just had them as a child, whether you just were connected with them in a romantic sense, focus is all about figuring out who is the person to me, 
who am I to this person? And how can I figure out how we're going to work together most effectively? Whether that work is in a professional context, whether that work is you're in a romantic relationship and you want to see if this thing can go the distance, if you want to build a life together, whether it's becoming a new parent. I mean, if you have ever had kids, I have three kids, 11 to death, and I can tell you, you have that baby and it is definitely a season of a lot of effort and a very little amount of outcome in a lot of the traditional sense. Lots of outcome of love and they're so cute, but boy, it's a lot of work. If I was in a room with you right now and you're a parent, I might hear you say, amen, right? Because that's a big deal. But the good news is when you simply accept and embrace, hey, this first phase of a relationship is all about focus. It's learning each other. I'm not expecting to see great results right away. I'm not expecting to see life-changing things happen. That understanding will help you be at peace with the season in which you find yourself. And then, of course, hopefully, if it's uh, something that's going to last, then you move to the next phase, the season of margin. I'm going to use examples from both parenting and romantic relationships because that's very applicable to many people. If you're in a romantic relationship and you've gotten to know the person and you feel like this is a good fit, and they do too, and, and you feel like you might go the distance, well, the next thing to do is to double down on finding out what are the biggest impact things that you can do to deposit capital in your relationship account. I always like to say that relationships are like bank accounts on compound interest. The early deposits that you make in a relationship, whether for good or for not so good, will pay off and multiply the results over time. So in the beginning stages of a relationship with a romantic partner, it's really important that you very quickly find out which things can you deposit in that relationship that will pay off in the long term. A great practical example. Maybe you've heard of the five love languages. I think uh, that book over here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's over there on the shelf somewhere. Uh, the five love languages is a great way to do this, to figure out what is this person's love language? How can I communicate my care and concern and interest and affection for them? How can I do it in a way they understand and care about? Deposit that in the margin stage. With parenting, raising children, I was reading actually just today about different stages of childhood brain development. The investment you make in the first three years in particular of your child's life, then it goes to five years, then it goes to 10 years or so, they go in stages, but especially those first three years, do everything you can to invest in that child in those early years because it will pay off with compound interest. I read a study once that said that parents who read to their children and talk to their children directly, not at them, not yelling at them, not talking about them, not talking around them, but talking to them, that does something to the child's brain development that pays off great dividends later on in their school years and later on in life. And if you don't do it in the first three years, it does not get, you, you, can't, you can't fix that. You can't go back and do remedial, well, we can bring it back to where he would have been. No, you can't. Once that window is closed, it's gone forever. So invest in those early years and it'll pay off in the long run. Which then brings us to scale, right? What is scale? Scale is the expanding of opportunity to do things to make change, to see results. This is where, again, in a romantic relationship, you've deposited those results. I'm sorry, you've, you've made those deposits so you can get better results. And as the years roll on, you start to be able to expand your life together. There's a greater degree of trust. There's a greater degree of freedom. 
you find things that you can do and build. If you've laid the foundation correctly, you can have a great long-lasting relationship that you'll really enjoy. Same thing with your parenting as with kids, right? You want to be able to give them freedom. You want to enjoy their company as they get older, not just tolerate them because you have to. That can be yours if you've made your investments in the early stages and you understood the seasons and were able to strategize appropriately. And finally, sustainability. What does this look like in relationships? Sustainability in relationships is when there is trust, when there is peace, when there's mutual respect, when you don't have to keep texting to know that you care, when you may be a little concerned if your kid isn't back at the time you told them that they should be back from being out with their friends, but you're not overly concerned that they're out shooting heroin or robbing banks. Sustainability is about enjoying the peace and rest and fulfillment that comes from in being in healthy, sustainable relationships. And you can have that if you understand the four seasons and apply them to your relationships. Because there's the big idea. Different seasons need different strategies. And that's the four seasons of business growth. Now, I hope that has been helpful for you and that you are able to apply these things to see healthy and sustainable growth in your business, in your family, and in your faith. And if you are applying these things, or if you have more questions about how to apply them effectively, I would love to hear from you. You can leave a comment. I've mentioned before, usually when I'm doing these live, I actually can't see comments because I'm using a different software platform, but I always go back and check and do my best to respond. And as always, you can go to philipgonzalez.com and get more inspiration resources and other things to help you grow. One last thing, I thank you for liking, sharing, and subscribing, whether you're on Facebook or on YouTube, it helps us to reach more people. If you're on a podcast app, I'd love to encourage you to take a moment and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us to reach more people. We always appreciate that. So once again, thanks for joining me here on Betterology, and I look forward to seeing you next time right here. Bye-bye.